Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're naming another dream team. And joining me today, I've got women's superstar, Maddie Stutton. Maddie, welcome on. Thank you for having me. A local mascot girl too? Yes, born and bred and mascot. I obviously started playing when I was four years old for a mascot. So, um, yeah, played with the boys all the way up to uh, 12. And then um, with the girls, we had to stop at the age of 12. And then I had to wait and wait till I turned 16 to be able to play rugby league again. But during those times, I just went and played touch football, old tag, or every other sport before I could play rugby league again. I actually remember when I was about 15 or 16, I was playing against your brother at Mascot Oval. I was playing for Southeastern, and um, I'll never forget. I didn't know about you at this point. I'll never forget... I was standing at first mark when your brother played the ball and the second marker behind me went, uh, your sister's better than you anyway. And I sort of, <laughs> I, I didn't understand at the time what was going on. And then I saw you burst onto the scene uh, over the next few years, which is unreal. But your brother as well, he's been doing fantastically in uh, touch footy from what I've gathered. Yeah, um, well, that's a funny story. I didn't even know that. Um, but yeah, no, he's been going unreal. Um, he's really good at touch and um, he just um, went away for the Origin, New South Wales Origin in the mixed team and they won that. So, and he had a fantastic series. So, yeah, he's um, I wish I had a bit of his speed. Um, he's very fast and, um, at, like, really good with stepping. So, yeah, no, that's his uh, good aspect in that area. So, yeah, good on him. Proud of him. Um, and tell me, explain to me, how has touch football sort of formed the rugby league that you're playing today? It's unreal. Um, it's been a massive pathway for me over my career. And um, I'm just lucky that I came up through um, touch as well. And, even though it, the fitness helps, the um, decision-making is probably one of the biggest ones that has helped me in my career. Um, obviously, in touch, like you've got to think pretty quick and make the right decisions under um, fast aspects. So, um, yeah, it's been unreal. And um, even the journey coming up through touch and um, their support with rugby league and 
going over more in rugby league area as well. So the skills um, is unreal and it's quite similar. So And even when I go back to touch football after footy, um, I even take some of my football skills back into touch football as well. So just eyes up, making decision and, um, yeah, they're, they're very similar sports. Maddie, I was just having a look at your career earlier today and, I mean, the first thing that I thought was like, geez, you must be grateful that you were born when you were and you weren't born 10, 15 years earlier. I mean, with the emergence of the NRLW over the last few years, I mean, you've been really in your prime for that time. It, it, it's very lucky that you have come along when you have. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're very lucky. All, um, I'm very lucky. We have, because the ladies who... Um, did it before us they, they did that platform and they had to play um, all their, their footy and they had to pay to actually play so we're very lucky and we're very grateful for what, what we have now and um, we're just trying to go the right footsteps um, for the next generation coming up and hopefully they will have full time um, contracts um, but we're, we're just we're just stoked of what we have right now and um, it's the little baby steps that we're taking and we don't, don't want to go too fast or push it too quick so but yeah, we're very lucky what we got now, and um, the one the ladies before us obviously did a little bit harder, and um, we're just doing it for them. That's for sure. And I mean, like realistically, hopefully in twenty years' time, when we all when we are talking to the next generation of the NRLW stars, that they can say, "Geez, I'm glad I didn't come along when Matty Studden did, for example." Because hopefully, it just keeps on improving, and as you said, it does become a full time profession. It'd be unreal. Sure, like even even now, like it's. The, pro- the progress how women's rugby league is going the way is unreal. And um, the NRL has been the massive support to us and um, pushing it in the right direction. Um, just like I said before, we don't want to go too fast and do it wrong. We're just taking it nice and easy and slow and um, getting the quality up there. And, um, yeah, it's been unreal how many numbers we're getting each year and it's improving and um, just everyone's supporting us as well. So... It's been an unbelievable journey, and I can't wait to keep going. Maddie, obviously you've represented your state and your country. Tell me, what's been the highlight so far in your career? There's so many. I'm fortunate to um, experience so many good memories, and um, obviously debuting for Gillaroos is probably one of of the best ones up there. Um, But I can't go past, obviously, winning New South Wales for the first time, um, as like Queensland had the... 19 years um, winning streak. Uh, we broke that first time in 2016, and that was on their home soil. Uh, so that's that's probably one of the best memories and highest one up there. And obviously, uh, the next one would be in the captain, uh, being the captain of the New South Wales side in North Sydney Oval when it was first um, labelled as the New South Wales State of Origin because before it used to be the Interstate Challenge, um, and then in 2019 it was the first time. Um, the label was New South Wales State of Origin and um, to win that and to captain that, yeah, that was a special moment and I'll, I'll remember that one for sure. It's got to go to a three-game series, doesn't it? It's it's too good just to have one game. Yeah, yeah, the, the feedback's unreal. Like, everyone's supporting us and that's a, that's what they want and hopefully we'll give them that and look, look as players, we'll love that um, but it is, the standalone State of Origin game has been unreal and um, and getting the crowds yourself has been fantastic. But now the next step, obviously, is um, getting three three series, which is, which will be a great step for the women's game. And I'm sure it's going in the right direction and it will get there. And uh, when it does, it's going to be another, another big stepping stone for uh, women's rugby league. 
I imagine, obviously, uh, as you said, captaining your state, playing for Australia, everything. But I imagine individually uh, winning the Nines Player of the Tournament last year, that must have been pretty special for you. Yeah, that was a, um, that was a fun trip. That's one of the funnest trips I've been on. Obviously, Nines with a uh, touch background um, with myself is always exciting to play. Um, but, yeah, we're playing the Nines up to Perth. Uh, just being around uh, the Dragon Girls, we had a very good squad and um, it was just a good vibe and the atmosphere at Nines is just something different. I always love playing um, Nines footy and um, yeah, playing up there when um, we, we all had a good tournament and came away with the first win for the Dragons and we, we beat the Broncos for the first time. So that's always a bonus and um, yeah, to get that play of the tournament, um, I was quite surprised actually because I saw a couple of girls could have got it and um, yeah everyone just played really good and uh, we really worked hard to get that and we knew what we wanted and we wanted to win that so bad just to have a good good that was pretty much our good pre-season for leading into NRLW which um, which was good so yeah Speaking of the Nines, and obviously uh, Brisbane will be hosting the Olympics in 2032. There's talk of Rugby League Nines potentially being part of that. I mean, it would be unbelievable to see, you know, Australian girls that are able to take home a gold medal that have grown up playing Rugby League. That could be an incredible moment. Oh, definitely. That's obviously um, a dream. And um, if that can, if that come along, I'm sure the race will be on. I'm trying hard to get in that um, Nines team and, I think the rugby league will be pushing that hard and um, it's been massive over the last couple of years, the rugby league and the nines coming into it and getting so many um, numbers on the TV as well. So um, hopefully that, that's the next step and, and that could happen. And yeah, that, that'll be a dream to come true. But um, even watching the, the Olympics just not long ago, um, it was just fantastic. I think I got so much anxiety watching all those Australian athletes and it was just unbelievable to see how they how they held themselves as well, and just the showcase was um uh, like too good to watch as well. So it was mad. I don't know about you, but now the Olympics are gone, I don't know what to do with myself. Oh, it's been boring. I, I absolutely love the Olympics. I think this this Olympics just gone was outstanding, um, especially for the swimming, like the women's. Uh, they just ex- excelled. Like it was just crazy how how good they were and it was such good to watch like I got goosebumps every time and jumping around watching it so <laughs> I definitely miss it and obviously it will go longer but we're lucky to have still rugby league on the um, TV <laughs> Now before we dive into your dream team, uh, just being the small world that it is, obviously we both live in a similar suburb, we've also both got a caravan at the same spot down on the south coast in uh, beautiful Jerringong, but we've we've never actually met, funnily enough. But uh, when I was having a look at uh, getting ready for our interview, I saw all the all your photos and everything down there. Is it not the best spot in the world, or what? Oh, it is something different. Like it's just nice and relaxing down there, and right on the beach, um, good little cafes, and just the community is unreal. Um, it's just very chilled rather than Sydney mayhem. Um, but, yeah, the caravan park is awesome. Everyone's so loving and caring. And um, there's actually a couple of footy girls down there who have caravans as well. So um, sometimes we go down there and just relax and get away and enjoy time away from football as well. So it's a good spot. And, yeah, I can't wait to go back down there. Oh, I'm filthy. It's closed. I think my favourite thing about that caravan park is that it's uh, it's just a few stumbling metres away from the, uh, from the bolo on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, the long, long balls or the raffles, 
Don't go wrong there. Oh, that bowling club cops are beating. Let's uh, let's dive into your <laughs> dream team. And uh, at fullback, you've gone for Billy Slater, uh, one of the greatest we've ever seen, uh, one of my favourite yeah. players of all time. Tell me about Billy. I just loved watching him. As a kid, I remember um, he was just unbelievable. And his speed and skill set. And then even when he developed a bit older, where at the back, the back end of his career, it's just unbelievable how they player he changed into and like then he got his kicking skills into it and I think just the spine you, you'll see I got Cooper Cronk in there as well with Cameron Smith I think I, I just I just love spine as, as a half I just love watching the spine and um, I just I was so excited to watch them three each week um, come around and I'll just literally be stuck on the TV watching them or I'll watch YouTube clips and um, yeah they're definitely my idols and um, yeah I couldn't not really go past you later that's for sure I imagine and being a, a yeah, go. great person as well. And he's a great person as well. So, um, yeah, he's really nice and really respectful as well off the field. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I imagine as a half yourself, I mean, if you could imagine yourself with a fullback like Slater in your side, just pushing up on every single play. I mean, like you wouldn't even have to talk to him. You would just know he would be in the right spot every single time. I think reliability is one of the most underrated factors in rugby league. Definitely. And, when I started, like, a couple of years ago, it was um, Sam Bremner um, was my fullback. So, he was exactly like him. Quick, fast, yeah, everything. And she was just always there in the right spot. Sometimes I didn't even need a look. So, um, having that combination with, um, especially your fullback, is something so important in the game. Let's move to your wingers. And from, uh, you know... One of the best fullbacks of all time to one of the best fullbacks still playing today, the Roosters fullback, James Tedesco. You've picked him out on the wing. I imagine you just had to fit him into this team somewhere. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't go past Teddy. Um, he's this unreal player, and the things that he does with the ball and then off the ball as well, it's just unbelievable and how he holds himself off the field too. So um, with the skill set he has and the speed and the – tackle breaks and the meters and everything he does each game is just you can't go past him. I imagine at some point you would have had a little bit to do with James Tedesco. Would there have been joint training sessions with the New South Wales team at some point? Oh, we don't really get much joint um, training sessions, but some of the boys do um, come along and um, just come down and have their say and put a little bit of our chips in. And there's sometimes around camp and um, we have chats and stuff or they come in and do some presentations and um, yeah Teddy's been around there before and um, even when I was at the Roosters he was there um, so it's been good yeah Talk about your other winger and uh, we obviously mentioned Jeringong this guy's one of the favourite sons of the town next door Kaiama Brett Morris uh, obviously retired unfortunately at the start of this season was uh, dreadful scenes but what a career it was from BMOZ Yeah he's had an unreal uh, career and even like all these of Origin games. Um, he's one of my favourite wingers to watch and um, the skill set, the speed as well and yeah, he's just really good and obviously he was having such a great year at the start of this year and it was so upsetting. I think everyone had a tear in their eye watching those scenes and um, yeah, he's just a special player and he will go down with one of the best wingers in the, in the game. It's scary to think, like, I had Jamie Soward on the other day doing a dream team, and he picked Brett Morris, and all he spoke about was how good he was when they played together at the Dragons, and then yeah. we sort of realised that was 11 years ago, and 11 years yeah. on, still the best winger in the game. Unbelievable. He's a talent, that's for sure. Let's move to the centres, and uh, you pick one Queenslander, one New South Welshman, the Queenslander, Greg Inglis. Uh, 
I think this guy, he just owns the uh, three jersey in just about every single one of these dream teams. Yeah, yeah, he is an absolute beast. I remember watching him when I was a bit younger, and every time he touched a boy, he'd literally run over someone, and I was like, I would not want to be in front of him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was just unbelievable athlete. Um, he's done so well in his career, and he's actually um, he's been around um, the Gillaroos a couple of times when we've had games, and I remember down to Canberra, we had a Gillaroos game, and he just pulled me aside, and... Um, he just said, look, Mads, go out there, play your game, be confident and trust yourself. And I think having a player like that and to come up out of his way to speak to like a women's player like that was just um, yeah, a touching moment and I'll always remember that. And he's, he, actually, he is a really nice person off the field. So um, sad how media can get to um, show some people sometimes. But, yeah, he, he's a lovely human and an even better player. I imagine G.I. as well, the great player he was, but the fact that he was a South Sydney Rabbitoh as well and won that grand final in 2014 probably makes it even more special for you. Oh, definitely. And I remember being at that grand final and um, when they scored, scored down that end, right at the end, it was just best feeling ever. And, yeah, seeing G.I. play, playing that grand final win, win the premiership was, yeah, unbelievable. So, yeah, there's so many great memories and he's definitely in the decade team. Now, your other centre, a New South Welshman, unfortunately got injured on the weekend, Tom Trevojevic. But dare I say, I think he was playing the best football we've ever seen from an individual over the last few months. It has been crazy. Yeah, it's been unbelievable. And the fact, the fact that he still has so many years from his career, like, it's just, it's unbelievable to think, like, look at the showcase he's putting on now. And that's just getting to his top thing, like, top, area now just imagine in another five years he's just going to keep killing it so he's one of the best players in the comp at the moment unfortunately he's had that injury but I didn't even know he got injured the other night till I seen the report that's how tough he is I don't think anyone realised it. It came out very late and apparently it was very early in that game he's a tough bugger and as you said you mentioned his age I mean it's scary to think he's 24 years old he's got so much rugby league in front of him it's not even funny so much and like obviously coming off big injuries like the hamstring injuries and everything like and then heckle what, what was the other one there was something funny else. so he's going to come off really big injuries and come back straight into form like that and the best form he's ever played I'm like wow like that is an athlete right there uh, freakish athlete freakish footballer let's move into your halves and uh, I imagine as a half yourself uh, you would have put plenty of thought into these two jerseys starting at 5'8 you've gone for Jonathan Thurston one of the best we've ever seen tell me about JT yeah, look I think <laughs> hands down he's, he's the best um, and even like obviously goal kicking as well like it's just I love watching him play and I was that upset when he retired and I didn't expect it was going to ever come, just like Cooper Cronk. Um, but, yeah, he's just one of the best. He was always so good to watch. And I always, every time I watch, and especially as a half, I was just, I was pretty much always studying the game. I, and I'd watch YouTube games and I'd just study how they play and how they read the game and the management and the eyes up footy and the decision-making was just unbelievable. And, um, yeah, I've taken a lot of what I've seen in them and tried to, Help my game with, with that. Um, but, yeah, they're just how they controlled and what they did out there on the field and the time they had. Um, yeah, it was just unbelievable, and they're definitely my favourite. 
Matty, I imagine Jonathan Thurston as well. I, I would assume you probably appreciate him a little bit more because, like yourself, he is a smaller body that just doesn't hide away from anything on the field. Yeah, definitely. He's a tough bugger. Um, obviously, when you're quite small, you've got to be ready for those um, big, tough moments. And um, we get a lot of traffic coming at us. So, just got to put our body in front and um, hope for the best. Um, but obviously, with players around us, um, you have that trust. And um, he obviously had good players around him as well. But he was a tough um, individual and he always put his body on the line. And um, he just knew how to get through each game. And um, he would never die try trying and even like not even if there was a break on the other side he would always be there to cover like he would always it's those one percent plays that I always remembered and um not many people watch those things like the off the off the ball and everything so he's one of the hardest working um five eights I've ever seen I think Jonathan Thurston as well I think it's one of the best kicking games we've ever seen I've never seen a guy for so many repeat sets from outside 30 metres. The touch that he had yeah. was like no one else. It was a perfect touch on the court. Like, literally, obviously, like, that just makes perfect and everything. But each game, it was just the perfect kicking game, um, just holding it up. And even, like, repeat sets, um, getting tries off kicks, just putting, like, the smartness of putting the ball where your teammates are uh, and the set and everything. So he definitely had the brains and the kicking game as well. And, um, yeah, it was just unbelievable to watch. And he's one of my favourite. And um, just the technique. And some, some of the freakish kicks that he will pull off too, I'm like, wow. Now you're halfback. Uh, obviously, you, you mentioned brains before. If this guy isn't the smartest guy to ever play the game, <laughs> he's probably only second to the hooker you've picked. Uh, Cooper Cronk. One of the most, cons- oh, in my opinion, the most consistent player I think I've yeah. ever seen. Obviously changed clubs, left the Melbourne Storm, went to the Roosters, won two premierships on the trot there. Just an incredible mm. footballer. People called him robotic and that he was a system halfback. For me, I always thought with Cooper, he was the system and that was the end of it. Yeah. And you can definitely see that. Like from him going from like starting at the Storm and having the spine and the team, the coach and everything, like that's... That was just unbelievable to watch, especially as a young kid with the spine. And what they did at the Storm was unbelievable. And, I'm, and look, I'm going to say now, even though I'm born and bred in South Sydney for life, I had a soft spot for the Storm just because of that spine. And I always loved watching watching it. And um, obviously that was my favourite time to come around and watch that. And with how he just played the game and the smartness and, uh, the eyes up and just to control the management as well and and he was a great defender himself so um, and then when he transitioned over to Roosters it would have been a massive but you could just see the player and athlete that he is because it didn't change anything for him you see normally some halves when they go to the other teams it affects them but with Cooper Conk he made that Roosters team go on to win two premierships in <laughs> two years in a row so you can definitely see he's a massive impact in a rugby league team and the smartness about him, how he comes across. And even when you talk from Fox Sport now, like I get excited because it's just, he's so smart how he comes across and he knows the game inside and out. I was watching him the other day. They had a special on Fox where they had him and Mick Ennis watching the mm. 2006 grand final, 2016 grand final, sorry, Melbourne and Cronulla. And it was just like, he just remembered every single moment of that yeah. game. He talked about everything that was coming. He even, there was a few times that he said something, oh, well, I would assume that Cronulla were thinking this and Mick Ennis would sort of look at him like, get out of my brain. Like, how did you know that's what we yeah. were thinking in that moment? He's just 
an unbelievable f- football brain. And, like, you can still see in commentary now, sometimes he's still getting a little bit nervous and whatnot. But, geez, yeah. what he says is just so insightful, isn't it? He's always a step ahead. Um, yeah. And, obviously, that's, like, a half. Like, you've got you to gotta know where you want to put your team at the end of the set. You've you got to know how you want to turn the game when it's, when it's in the position that you need to either um, get in, like, obviously, getting front or if you're behind, how you got to control your team and not get too far ahead. So... Yeah, he definitely knows what, what he's doing and even on the TV and how he, he obviously wouldn't have any clue of other of other clubs, but he picks, picks it out perfectly and you just be like, wow, like how would he known that? But he's just a smart individual and I could not go past him as um, a halfback. And I've, I've met him a couple of times when I was at Roosters. He came down and um, actually helped and did a kicking session with me and he's very good. He often, like, when I've been around, he's like, if, you, if I ever need to help him, just reach out to him. So he's always out there to help others, and um, especially with the schedule he has, and he's just very smart. You can even see how he helps um, Luke Cleary as well at, at the Roosters. So unbelievable. I, I appreciate you saying that you got a lesson from Cooper Cronk on kicking and then didn't give me any more details. You know I want more than that. What was something that he taught you that day? <laughs> Obviously, like how to, how to place uh, the ball and kicking kicking technique and everything so there's all these little one defenders into kicking and um, body position and, and how you place a ball on your foot and go through with the follow through and everything and all different kind of kicks there's all different um, how you've got to place a ball and everything like there's all those curve kicks and banana kicks and torpedoes and he just, he just narrowed it down it was just so easy and um, it, yeah, it, was a, it was a massive help like literally I was in it was such a surreal moment as well, but I literally took everything, um, everything gone. And obviously, when I got home, wrote it down, and um, yeah, I just couldn't believe I was getting some tips off Cooper Cronk. And um, yeah, he's a, he's a nice human, and he just comes across very respectful. So yeah, I'm very lucky in that area. <clears throat> Before we move into your forward pack and uh, we really dive into the pigs, while we're talking about Cooper Cronk, we might as well talk about your hooker, Cameron Smith. Uh, in my opinion, I've got him as the best player I've ever seen in rugby league. I just think what he achieved over such a long period of time was unbelievable. And I think it's been it's been telling that I've done five or six of these interviews now of Dream Teams, and he's been the one constant in each and every team, Cameron Smith, an incredible player. Definitely. You can just see how, see how many... Um, <clears throat> Premierships and Origins and everything that um, how good he is and obviously it's the captain all those teams is um, and of uh, the Kangaroos and everything so he's just as you said it before like we have Cooper Cronk being consistent um, he, like Cameron Smith just is a consistent player as well and just turns up each week and hardly had any injuries in his career and he was just so good and obviously the recovery and how he held his body and um, came across and it was just to control his team every time and his kicking game was unbelievable his goal kicking as well and and just to hold up like his defense in attack like it's just crazy and he just had his forward pack going the right places and every half loves that if you, if you have a good hooker every half they make your um, job easy that's for sure now, uh, before we dive into your front rowers, just talking about playing hooker, have you had to play there at all d- during your career? Have you always been in the halves? <laughs> Funny enough, I actually have um, had to go at hooker, and that was actually on the Jillaroo's game. Um, but uh, we were in Redcliffe, and I had to jump in a hooker for a bit. Um, so, but yeah, I, like, I didn't mind it at all. Obviously, as a half, it's pretty easy to go 
um, transition into hookah um, of the bullfighting and passing and everything. Um, just obviously having forwards running at you, so it was a bit of a different <laughs> area I wasn't used to. But yeah, it was um, definitely more tiring in the middle. So they definitely have a hard job and um, definitely respect all the forwards and the hookers in the game. They they got it hard in there. Yeah, I had a I, I had a bloke on last year who coaches in the Queensland Cup, and he sort of he said that whenever his halfbacks whinging or whining, he just put, puts him into play uh, nine that week just to teach him a lesson, and it's a, it's not a bad one, just quietly. Uh, I look, I've got I've got um, stats in the middle a couple of times, and I think it was like two stats. I'm like, oh Molly, I was puffing and stuffing, but nah, they do it hard in there, and um, massive respect. They do the hard yards, and <laughs> we just put the tries on for them out wide. Let's dive into your front rowers. The first guy you picked is Paul Gowan, Cronulla Sharks uh, legend, a former New South Wales captain like yourself as well. Tell me about Gal. Yeah, Gal's a man. He's a um, workhorse. He is one of the fittest humans I've ever seen as a forward. Like He would just keep working and he he always felt himself so high and um, very competitive, very competitive and would, would never, like obviously would never by trying and he would just keep going. So um, he was a fantastic player and um, to lead his Canola Sharks team um, was unbelievable. And he's just a tough player. Like, he would get smashed around in the middle and unless he had to physically go off the field and could not play anymore, that's how he was. Like, I remember one game, he absolutely got smashed around and I think he came off. They said he had broken ribs and then something wrong with his ankle, but he played the whole 80 minutes. It's like, what the hell? Like... <laughs> Animals, so but no, he's a and even with state of origin, led led us to a couple of state of origins, and yeah, that's unreal. I imagine that there must have been a period of time there, probably <laughs> over ten years or so, where yourself and Gal were probably the only two to captain the New South Wales team to a series victory over Queensland. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think Boyd um, coordinates in there as well, as well. So that was another one that was hard um, putting this team, Boyd Cordner. But yeah, he, him, Gal, um, obviously. Captain New South Wales and get those series wins. Um, yeah, it's it a little good moment. Like it's a fa- fantastic to um, win for your state. It's just a it's just a different feeling. A guy that uh, Paul Gallen went head to head with in the State of Origin arena for a number of years is your other front rower, Sam Thiday, uh, one of the Broncos' favourite sons up there. An unreal career from Sammy Thiday. He is. Um, I remember watching him as a young kid and. Obviously, there was not many people that liked him because there was a little bit of a grub on the field. But he just fought 100% each game and um, all the hard running and even, like, the defense and the big hits. Um, yeah, each team would have hated playing against him, but he did the hard work for his team and came off with a lot of wins. So he's a hard-working player and, um, yeah, he was good to watch. You mentioned that he obviously had a little bit of grub in his game. Tell me, as a halfback, how much do you appreciate having that player on your team rather than them being on the other side? Yes, 100%. I actually, like, when, when it's on the other side, it's definitely not enjoyable. But um, obviously it's good in areas that when you have someone in your team a little bit like that and just getting into their players and in their heads. So it's always, um, always fun, fun and games out in the field. But, yeah. Definitely, Sam Friday was one of them. <laughs> Two real enforcers in the front row, and then in the second row, well, I think I could have put my house on this guy being picked in your team. Uh, South Sydney mm-hmm. great, Sam Burgess. Tell me about Sam. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's obviously um, another fantastic athlete. Like what he did at South, um, we're very lucky and fortunate to have him at South. Like I was just Russell Crowe to bring them boys over, and um, he, he was a massive impact and um, one of the fittest, toughest players I've ever seen. And um, to hold himself five, what he's gone through his career was unbelievable. So. Um, he was always so exciting to watch and I miss watching him play now and I thought he was going to make a sneaky comeback but it's always in the media that they're using his not and you know, <laughs> all that stuff but yeah he is one of my favourites and um, I'll never forget how he played at South and won that grand final with a broken jaw that was in the first tackle so that was unbelievable you obviously mentioned, you know, how great it was that Rusty was able to bring Burgess and Inglis uh, to, to the club South Sydney. I mean, could you imagine this area if they didn't get that night in 2014? I mean, it is just history changing, isn't it? It is. definitely is history changing. And um, it'll, it'll go down with one of the greatest wins. Um, and obviously, those years were unbelievable. And I remember after um, just the juniors and the bus driving through and all, all the streets was packed and, I'm sure every club's like that after a grand final win, but that was just something different. And, um, yeah, to see that win, uh, that team to come away with that premiership was one that needed to happen, that's for sure. Those scenes at South Juniors after the game, that was just like nothing I've ever seen before. That was crazy. That was crazy scenes, but, oh, I get goosebumps always thinking about it and even that game. It's unbelievable. I love it. I love, I love the team, love the club. <laughs> Let's move to your other back rower, uh, Cronulla Sharks champion. Uh, obviously out injured at the moment with some concussions issues. I'm really hoping it's not the last we've seen of this guy, Wade Graham. Uh, a very different player to Sam Burgess, obviously a back rower, but the skill set that Wade has, I'm sure that that would be something that you would appreciate greatly, in particular his passing and his kicking game. Yeah, I think um, it was hard. It was Wade Graham or board board coordinator, and um, they're both fantastic players, and Way just with his skill set and like as a second row it's a, I think like you can see that teams are having second rowers now that can have more of a kicking game as well um, it takes pressure off your half so and I think he brought that in the in the game and um, that's what the game was missing as well and obviously with the Sharks or in the origin if our kickers under pressure you just give it to Wade Graham and he literally would either set up a try or anything with his skill sets with his passing decisions and um, kicking games so um, it's definitely an um, key player to having your team like that, and especially as a second row um, to do that skill set. So yeah, he was one. He was one of the high ones up there. I honestly don't think there's ever been a moment in Wade Graham's career where he hasn't been underrated, as far as I'm concerned. No, no, and he's he's a really nice human as well. Like he comes, he's such a gentleman off the field, and he's very respectful. He would come out of his way, out of his way to say hello to us girls like when we're down in Cronulla like he, he remembers and he says he comes out and says hey hey how are you like it's those little things like and for those players to actually do that and have that respect um, it's pretty awesome to see and just the athlete he comes um, he is as well and obviously he's out injured at the moment and hopefully we see him back soon but yeah he's, he's a great player you mentioned him being a great bloke and Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You lock forward. He might be one of the best blokes of all time, just quietly. And we mentioned Sam Burgess. Obviously, he won in 2014, and you'll always have Sam Burgess on a pedestal because of that. And I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if South Sydney are to win a comp in the next 10 years, I have no doubt that it will elevate your lock forward into just legendary status for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Cam Murray, uh, he is just looking like such a special talent. I think he's got, you know, the next captain written across his forehead, doesn't he? 100%. And um, obviously, we um from the same club mascot. We grew up in the same area. And I remember watching him. He was two years younger than me. And... Um, just watching him play in the boys' comp, and he was always um, the best player. And we we're like, we knew this kid was going to go far in his career, and he's just stayed <clears throat> to his guns. And watching him come up, um, and how he is and off the field as well, and how respectful and mature he is, it's just unbelievable to see. And it's a very proud moment as well, coming from mascot, um, playing the same club, and then seeing how what he's achieved as well already and just how young he is and what he's going to achieve later on in his life is, is exciting and I can't wait because he's one of the best players in the game right now and you can even see he has the sports skills and the smartness. If you just don't have him in the middle sometimes, they, they're not as clinical when he's in there or they're not more ball playing like they're, they're ball playing team because Cam Murray's in the, in the middle playing as like a, a third half pretty much and just his running game and quick play balls, um, it definitely helps halves as well. So, and his defense, and he's just a workhorse, and he's a toughest player as well. So, yeah, I, I definitely have to put Cam in there, and um, yeah, knowing him and uh, obviously playing the same club, it's a really proud moment. <clears throat> You mentioned obviously he was a mascot jet as well, and I think he's he's one of those kids. I mean, I you know he, he was a few years younger than me, but I remember him as a teenager, him being one of those guys. And it gets said about a lot of guys that people say, oh, they'll play first grade one day, and people sort of go, oh, he's very young at the moment. You know, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> no one ever second quest. No, no one ever second guessed Cam Murray playing first grade. He was just such a different talent from such a young age. It was just so obvious, wasn't it? It was, it was and. It was from get go, like everyone knew, everyone, everyone said, "Yep, he's going to be first grade." And straight away, like he just went through everything. He got all like, got all the awards, and he was always the best player, and he was always the hardest worker as well. Like you, you just know, like watching when I was down Mascot Oval, and then I would go watch the young ones, and you just see him already just working his butt off um, so hard, and it's paying off. And and that's look how fit he is now, and he was just. Always keep trying, and he he will be one of the best players, and um, he's just outstanding to watch, and he's just exciting one. So I imagine all the young young boys and girls out there watching it and watching him now, and just be like, wow, Cam Murray, like, and just imagine what he's going to be in like ten years later. So I'm um, exciting, and <clears throat> I'm always, always love watching him play. I thank God he's stayed at South, and um, yeah, he's, he'll definitely captain um, New South Wales and Kangaroos in his career, I'm, I'm definitely sure. You mentioned earlier about, you know, and in my opinion, I agree with you, I think he's got one of, if not the fastest play the balls in the NRL. From a halfback's perspective, tell us how important is it to have a guy like him in your team? I imagine, if you know, if you're, if you're getting ready to kick at the end of your set, it's Cam Murray you want to take that fourth hit up. If you're getting ready for your strike play, it's Cam Murray you want to get your team on the front foot. Tell me the importance of those sort of guys as a seven. It's very important. Obviously, 
um, have five or six plate of balls and um, obviously if you have like you see Cam Murray in, in South when he gets a quick play ball either cookies taken off and they even scoring or him the forward and they'll score most of the time and then if Cody or Renault um, getting the ball quick play ball they're, they're breaking through the line or they're, they're making um, overlap off that because the defence can't get back, back in time and um, or either the halves running straight and taking the line on because the markers are are too slow and not ready. So to have that quick player ball is unbelievable. And obviously being the kicker and having that time and you need to set up for a field goal, you need Cam Murray. You need Cam Murray to get in there, quick player ball, give the dummy half quickest to um, the halfback to kick that. So and just it puts the defence in two minds and it's just too hard to defend with quick player balls. So, um, yeah, and especially with the game, how the men's game kicks again. Like, South are absolutely killing it because of the quick player balls and that's coming off camp. Like, other teams, I just not keep, keep them up. It really was special for Cam Murray, wasn't it, these rule changes? I mean, he is yeah. probably the best forward to have in the game right now considering those rule changes. He is he is a prototype for how you want your lock forwards to be in the modern game. Yeah, 100%. It's just quick. He's fast, he's fit, and, like, the, and his quick player balls were already quick enough. So this is just, like, a bonus for him. He's loving it, so... So even his skill set, like even when he has the ball in his hand, you don't know what he's going to do. He, if he's going to be steppy, he's going to be fast, or he's going to dummy and go himself, or he's going to play out the back, which overlaps for the halves or like forwards kicking on. So he has that much um, variety in his game. It's unbelievable. Now, Matty, obviously the NRLW, it will be going ahead later this year. And uh, we had a lot of fears this year with COVID and whatnot. I've got to tell you, I was really worried at one point that it potentially wouldn't go ahead. It's fantastic that we are going ahead with it. And it looks a little bit different this year. Can you explain to us, uh, you know, how the concept has changed? um, We were very nervous waiting to see if um, the NRLW was going to kick off or not. But the NRL has been unreal and they've been pushing hard for us girls and um, we're just very thankful that um, the comp's going ahead still. And, yeah, it's a little bit different this year. Obviously, there's a draft system involved and um, marquee players. So each team um, got five marquee players, which the club obviously chose their top five uh, marquees. And the NRL, obviously, they put that forward to the NRL and then they, those girls had to go to the club. And um, if they didn't want to go to the club, then they'll just lose the marquee money. But... Um, yeah, so the girls are all spread over um, the six teams this year. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a different uh, view of things. But I'm excited because there's new girls coming through and um, obviously there's new, two new teams. So uh, the NRL is doing great pushing more NRL women's teams. Um, so it's very exciting and, yeah, we just can't wait. And we're very thankful that our comp is going ahead and we're just being very patient and um once we get the all clear to start training as a team, hopefully soon, um, we're, we'll be ready to go. And we just can't wait to get out there and give it our all and just be grateful that we actually are having this comp go ahead. Obviously, it's been very tough times for everyone. And um, with the NRLW, it's supposed to, round one, supposed to start off the grand final day with the men. And then we'll have our own standalone NRLW. So it'll be good. Now, Matty, you keep on using the word we, and uh, obviously you're not able to announce the team that you have signed with yet, and I guess people listening would probably be thinking, I haven't heard any announcement on who Matty is playing for, but you have signed a contract. You just can't reveal who yet, right? Yes, I've signed a contract, but I can't tell the little secret just yet. So 
Um, yeah, I'm just very grateful to I got this opportunity for another year um, at the NRLW and um, looking forward to uh, playing as we're just bit been hard lately because we've, um, we've got programs and um, we've been training obviously by ourselves. So I've, I've had one of my good mates, Kennedy, because she lives in the radius and we, we've been lucky enough to go down the park and train together and push each other and it's been hard because um, the sessions have just been conditioning because can't really do anything um, team-wise at the moment. So it's been hard, but um, hopefully we'll be fit by the time we come around um, to round one. So I'm very excited and hopefully um, there's going to be all, team, all different in different teams this year, so um, yes, and it's unreal to see Newcastle and uh, Gold Coast and Parramatta three new teams in it, so um, it's unbelievable and yeah, it's exciting times for Women's Rugby League and I'm sure the girls are working hard right now and get out there to put the best um, performance on. Well, Maddie, congratulations on signing with that mystery club. We can't wait uh, to see when it is announced over the next few weeks. Fingers crossed it's soon. And thank you for your time today. We thoroughly appreciate it. Uh, I mean, the 13 you've got, uh, an amazing side. It would be an unreal footy team to watch, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. No, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Maddie. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.